This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Get more than 300. Unless you need to move a piano. Baba, yeah. Ms. Ramanov. King Tachaka, please allow me to apologize for what happened in Nigeria. Thank you. Thank you for agreeing to all this. I'm sad to hear that Captain Rogers will not be joining us today. Yes, so am I. Everyone can please be seated. This assembly is now in session. That is the future calling. Such a pleasure. Thank you. Again, daughter, so his voice is standout. Nobody ever says they do not know the voice of Ndate John Kani. He says, stand up, you're a king. Ndate John, we say, you stand up, you're a king. You might like his nuanced performances in the deeply emotive Sizwe is Dead or Athol Fugard's The Island in the genre of protest theatre. That's really how he made his name. Perhaps you enjoy his bold blackness that comes across when he performs Othello in Shakespeare's Othello. Perhaps you like his comedic twists as the one-eyed left-hook clumsy general in the Hollywood movie Murder Mystery, both of them, alongside Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston. Or you might enjoy his wise counsel, as you've heard it now, as the father of a warrior king, for Wakanda in the celebrated Marvel Studios black, uh, big picture uh, Black Panther. Whether you've seen him on screen or on stage, Untate John Kani has a commanding presence and for the actors who work with him, he has a commandeering presence. He gives layered performances and all the time his characters are relevant to the era. Whether the issues are pre-democracy whether the issues are post-democracy, whether you're seeing him on streaming services in this modern digital age, he is forever relevant. He is forever a doyen of theatre and stage. He is the one and only, the forever king of South African theatre, Ndate John Gani. And it is our singular honour to host him in today's spotlight. It was his birthday this week. Yes, I told you about it yesterday. I said it's Ndate John Ghani's birthday. And then the listener said, do more than just wish him happy birthday. And that's what we're going to try to do. So here we are as Power 98.7 saying, Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Ndate John. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. Thank you. Sounded like my eulogy. (laughs) (laughs) Never. Thank you. Thank you very much. Never, ever. Never. (laughs) Thank you indeed. My manager and our marketing person is fired. I'm sticking with you, Lara. Yes. You can really talk about me. And it's the truth. (laughs) Thank you very much. So it is us saying happy birthday to you, just a modest cake from us. We love you, we appreciate you, we salute you, and we have to do it before it is a eulogy. Thank you. 
Thank you. You know, and I love I love something you tweeted. You're very tongue in cheek, and um, you, you you were quoted as saying, 15 years ago, ooh, my worst fear being an actor was that I'd turn 80 years old and be poor. Well, you turned 80 years old this week. How's it going? Thank God, <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> Thank God, I'm fine. It really, it's 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 a strange thing. Age is either you know it and get on with life. Yeah. Or you make it an issue in your life that I'm growing old, I'm feeling old, I'm feeling bad. And then it becomes an issue. It's, I don't know how old I am. Yeah. It's just that I know what I have to do, where I'm going, when, I need, when I'll be back, what I have to do. I know yeah. those things. Well, I know my journey and I am focused where I'm going. And I've seen the destination and I just want to see beyond. This business that I'm 80, if someone says, by the way, your birth certificate says you're 80. Yeah. But Keep going. Well, you don't look 80, and I'm not saying it to flatter you. And I think many of us were surprised by the fact that you're the newest octogenarian in town because, you know, um, <laughs> respectfully, you still have all your faculties. You're still mobile. You've still got your eyesight. You're still lucid. You're still working. Your skin is glowing. Um, bar for the gray beard. And you know the gray beard is silver foxing. It looks more silver fox than 80. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so you don't really look 80. We, uh, 2006, I was in Brooklyn at the Academy to perform with Winston Jonah. Yes. Uh, the final oh, performance oh, of Cesar Bans is dead after yes. 44 years My goodness. running around the world. Yeah. And the New York Times said, the sexagenarian are still powerful and at it. I thought it meant we were sexy. No. <laughs> and then we laughed at no, it means you the, were sexy. The octogenarians. But you know, we do. We say to me the silver octogenarians. Foxing, the octogenarian. I thought, okay. But I am saying you're silver foxing. You, 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 you look like, uh, you know. Well, I, I, you, you look a very attractive 80. Well, if the, I may. The credit has to go to my family. Yes. My God, my family loves me. Mm. My family really understands me right. and my role in the family. Okay. Uh, I got married to a benevolent despot. <laughs> and my wife. She's in charge, but with a smile on her face. <laughs> She's an incredible, clever dictator. Yeah. I always feel I made that decision. And yet when I'm thinking back, no, this is what she said I must do in the beginning. Exactly. How come suddenly now I possess it and make it mine? Yes. And I have seven children, four sons and oh, three wow. daughters. Wow. I have ten grandchildren. Mm. And once a month or second month, they all assemble at my place. We call it the daddy's day. Oh. So we don't lose that link, you know, because the young kids, they go and they grow and they get married. They get living in other places. Yeah. And I, I'm like a mafia godfather. Yeah. There are days where I just want family. Yes. And I want to bring them together and they talk in front of me yeah. and they resolve. You haven't called me so many days. Yeah. You haven't spoken to me. When I ask you for something you never gave me, yeah. I just like that conversation yeah. which yeah. doesn't involve me. So that being in the family unit makes me feel so strong when yeah. I'm away. Because I know that there's a family I left behind. Yeah. We've just so, actually had a conversation with an author about the sense of belonging. She wasn't really talking about it in a sense of family. But she was saying, you know, human beings are social beings and we can't feel it's normal for people to be going through this life alone, no. self-sufficient, 
not having anywhere to tap into, people who fill your well when it's running dry, and a center of, of, of gravity, a nucleus. We need it. You see, in this, in our work, we meet, we rehearse, we perform. Mm. We don't know each other. Mm. We work with each other, giving us levels of respect on seniority or also on the achievement side. The movies are worse. We can do movies, four movies with the same actor. It doesn't mean he knows me or she knows me. We might meet in the street in New York. She might just walk past. Hi, Paul. She doesn't know me. You know, very, very few actors will be able to remember you. I mean, in 19, uh, 2005, I did The Ghost and the Darkness mm-hmm. with Val Kilmer and mm-hmm. Michael Douglas. Right. Now, I'm in New York doing another play, and I get a call from Michael Douglas. Huh? What are you doing on Wednesday? Can we have lunch? He right. sees you. Right. Great. He now, the you. same play I take to, to Los Angeles at the Mark Taper Center. At the same time, Val Kilmer is performing at the Codec Theater mm-hmm. in the production of Moses Never called. Yeah. And yet we on advert. It's billboards billboards. together. He's one billboard, I'm the other billboard. He couldn't look back and says, I work with John. Yeah. You know, in that in that so that's the difference. So then when you back home, Mm. that belonging you talk about, that root that you talk about is is more felt that way. And I've always sort of separated the two beings, (laughs) the John Carney. Who's never been to my house, incidentally? Okay, John Gunny no, doesn't come to your house. No, he wouldn't fit through the door. He's too big. Okay, <laughs> the, the, the persona. No, 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 he's not in my house. Okay, Others so who's at home? Granddad, dad. Me, me, Mandy's husband. Hey. Me, my children's father. Hey. My me, the grandfather. Me, me, Umakelwa. Yeah. This side on the left and front. Yeah. So we have a wonderful understanding with my neighborhood. Hello, Tata. They yeah. never even say, oh. There's John Gunny. And they go, hello, Tata. I said, thank you. Yeah. I suppose it's this silver little folks yes. you talk about. Yes. So that's the thing about us being believing the hype around us. You know, the media holds a meeting and calls you a star. Mm. They call you the best thing since sliced bread. Mm. But they hold another meeting in the evening that you're no longer a star. Mm. <laughs> and don't find, find yourself not being invited mm. in the celebrity red mm. carpet. You know, I have been sitting in my house and watched the celebrity red carpet. Mm. And my granddaughter says, why aren't you there? Are you a celebrity? I said, no, ma. I'm a working old man. Yes. I'm not a celebrity. You know, sidebar, sidebar. I once uh, interviewed uh, on my uh, previous TV show, uh, Michael Jordan, whom you'd know as one of the most recognizable former bank CEOs, the guy who really turned Mm. one of the banks around. And then he gets interviewed by us, and then it gets aired. You know, he called us and he says, it's not until my daughter saw me on the BBC that she believed I have an important job. Up until that moment, (laughs) I was just a guy going to work every day. But once she saw me on screen, she took me seriously. (laughs) My my granddaughter says, I'm asking her, what are you going to be when you're old? I mean, and then you finish with school, just like you. Yeah. I said, okay. What do you mean just like you? I just want to be like you. I said, why? Because you don't work. You don't go to school. <laughs> <laughs> you, I live this. You're sleeping. I come back. You pick me up. And you sit in the house. You're here. And sometimes you go, but you come back. 
and you, you have the money. Yeah. I, I said, wow. I we, like we, your life. We need to rewind. <laughs> <laughs> I started where you are. Yeah. So we're going to take this thing step by step. Yeah. There's no jump from where you are to where yeah. I am. Yeah. So, but my, 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 my kids are wonderful because only one of them, of course, f- got in into the... Yeah. It not follow my footsteps. He, he can't make it. Way. It's unfair. <laughs> it's unfair. He's making his own. Yeah, his own path. He's most making Fair his enough. own path. Fair he's enough. going that parallel, Fair that enough. way. Otherwise, if he tries to follow my footsteps, he'll always be measured against what the, the father has achieved. True story. And that's what Richard Burton, because we were talking one time about uh, people in the industry who have uh, children, offsprings who want to be in the same industry. Mm. It's very difficult for them. You know, if Atanda goes for an interview, it's it's like or an audition, or it's John like Gani? so you think yeah. as he walks in. Oh, yeah, he comes. He thinks that we know the father, so yeah. we have to do something about him. Or yeah. does he even know? Yeah, I, I laugh how he got the role in the Black Panther yeah. because he plays me yes. when I was younger, younger, right in the beginning. He was he sent this because there's a new thing now. You, you you send your what you call your real your will real and yeah. you send it and you wait for a response. Apparently, Ryan Kugler, who surprised me yeah. on Wednesday, ah, I, I and did it. I, I nearly had tears in my eyes. The director of both Wakanda yeah, and, and Black, Black Panther, Panther and uh, with Sylvester Stallone, Michael B. Jordan, that he's done so many works. Very so young. Yeah. You know, so the slides were going through of the actors that would be, and it is reported that he said, stop, rewind. That one looks more like Dr. Carney. The slides were going like he's going to choose this guy. He said, stop, that one. Because he doesn't put his surname. He says, Atando. And that's the one. And everybody says, it's his son. (laughs) And and that's how we we work together. You know, he's... uh, the, the, the eldest brother, there's the eldest daughter. Yeah. My daughter, Monde, is about, what, 50, what? 50 something. Yeah. I don't know now. Yeah. So they, they kind of live within me, with me and mum, as our children. Mm. You know, there's not, what do you do? What, what are you not doing? Mm. Okay, so what you've said that is very profound is we have to separate public personas, roles, and titles from family it's a it's a redefinition of not bringing the work home yes indeed. at home you have to occupy the space as someone different to how the public knows you and it's your most intimate space it has to be the most intimate part the intimate uh, version of you that creates a sanctuary for your family Sometimes they drive me crazy because I'm angry and they think I'm acting. Yeah. Oh, no, <laughs> I said no, and they look at me and says, "Oh no, no, no." When he says no, it's data. Yeah. Or in the conversation we're talking and then he's explaining, and I said, "Hold it, what? I'm hearing answers, but I don't hear the breath where data comes in." Eh, and after five words, I need yes, data, data, because that then defines the levels. Yeah. That you're talking to your father. Oh wow! So and that's what my my, my father was an aristocrat. Oh my God, he would he, he, he if you say he, he says gubanu he, 
You can't use a personal pronoun to say, yes. my father said. You have to say, my father said, and then Utata what? And then Utata, and you can't say, and then he said. Yes. He then Utata what? What? Gubanuhi. Gubanuhi. So uh, some of those, I took part of that deliberate conservative African mm. father, mm. but I am also an incredibly nice old man. It sounds like it. Spoiling everybody it around like me. It. Everybody's crazy. And I'm the most modern and most adaptable uh, grand old man. But the most important... Well, you're, you're looking hip in your Yankee cap here. So, I mean, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's, it's God bless us all. It's been a wonderful ride. Yeah. Okay, and I want I us to talk about obvious, that Obvious, I'm, I'm aware of it. I want to talk about that, right? So as you refer to the fact that it seems to me your greatest role, it seems to me the role you relish most is that of father and grandfather. It, it seems to me from the get-go, that's, that's what you referenced. They're beautiful the, there's no script. You know? I have to improvise with them. Yeah. But apparently you carry a lot of that energy onto set. And I was reading a little bit yesterday that says, um, ahead of filming for Black Panther... Um, the main character there, the late Chadwick Boseman, uh, heard you speaking is closer. And the directors are trying to figure out in this uh, imaginary utopia called Wakanda, this new, uh, fictitious, empowered black nation, what would be the language? And they were trying to figure out what kind of language they would create. But upon hearing you speak is closer, they realized that they wanted to take some elements of Iskosa and help to create a Wakanda language or a language for mm -hmm. Wakanda. And then um, they obviously deferred to you and then Chadwick uh, worked, spoke to you, spoke, uh, worked with you and then spent months learning some basic Iskosa. And when they ask him why it's so, and he says it because it felt like he was listening to his father speaking a language he wanted to learn. So again, I'm saying... This fatherliness is something you take with you onto set. And to the point where you'd say to an, a, an American cast, yeah, tap into your heritage. Tap into something you don't know. Tap into an identity you need to find. And I found that very deeply symbolic. It's incredible because we were, we're doing this scene uh, just before I addressed the United Nations. It's me, Chadwick Bosman, and Scarlett Johansson. Yes. And um, Chris Everett has just left, so he apologizes that he won't be able to attend the meeting. Yeah. And then she then says, sorry about what happened in Nigeria, and she leaves. Then I'm left now with Chadwick. Yes. Right. So I look at him. I know the script. Yeah. It says, I miss you, my son. Yeah. And then I say, excuse me, why are we speaking English? Yes. Because he's my son, and yes. I haven't seen him for a long time. Surely, the something, the language is here, Visor, the accent that Visor is here, Marvel, big yeah. bosses are there, yeah. and the two directors are up there. And suddenly, I said, what would you say, Dr. Kani? I said, yeah. And he answers, without me prompting him, Whoa. I stopped, I said, Hold it, hold it. How, how, wh wh where did you hear that? 
He did the movie called The Kings of Something, which was shot in Cape Town. And most of the work was in Kailicha and all the areas. And all the black crew guys in the cast, in, 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 in the movie, they gave him a name, Mkolisi, ah. which is exactly the name of my eldest son, Atandwa's eldest brother, Mkolisi. And then he thought, my Lord, what a coincidence. So we began then together to look at every area and recommend to the um, to, to the director that we do this, we do this. We, we, he will say this, I will say this. We thought then it would end with, that was kept in America, civil war. Yeah. So it had nothing to do. Yeah. So I get a call that now we're going to do Black Panther and Ryan Coogler, who says, I, 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 I looked at the screen and I saw these two actors speak a language I don't know. Yeah. And I know the other one is Chadwick. And I, I know the other one is that it's, great John Carney from yeah, Africa. Yeah. And I thought Chadwick and them felt so good. And that's why he brought me back for Black Panther. Ah. So in Black Panther, now I would then be the language and culture advisor. Ah. Apart from being the King T'Chaka. So there would be moments when uh, Danai Gurira would come to me and says, Baba, uh, what would you say for this? And I give those words, hi, lumka, kumkan, abantu bajongil. And that would be lapito nanyongo. Because yeah. in saying to T'Challa, the king, in Korea, that be careful, because yes. he was going to turn into a black panther. Yeah. And just be careful, people are watching. watching. And she come to me and says, what do I say there, daddy? Yeah. Even, even uh, what is um, uh, uh, Forrest Whitaker comes over and says, you said something, I heard it like, when you bless the ancestors, what do you say? Tamagu? I said, Tamagu. And then said, okay, Tamagu. And then it's come. And then it would be Winston Duke, and then it would be uh, um, Angela. And the said, says, yeah. what do I say here? So when I left the set, because I'd finished my stint, I had to move to another job. Yeah. Atandwa remained, although he's finished his role, yeah. he remained the to feel the, the culture and language. Every time at about 2 a.m., uh, Ryan Kugler would call and says, we're yeah. looking at this, Daddy. Daddy, what do we say here? Do you think it means something? Then I will give that. This is an incredible work relationship. And, uh, and you use the word um, a blessing to the ancestor. So, Kamaku? Yes, Kamaku. Kamaku. Mm. And we'll continue in a moment. Lerato Mbele on Power 98.7. And it is our In the Spotlight interview for this Friday, the very first day of September 2023. And in the season of renewal, which is what spring is, isn't it amazing that we can enter this new season, this blue moon season, with one of the doyens of South African theatre and film, ranked the 51st amongst top 100 great South Africans, a versatile actor of stage and film, a globally recognised face, a cultured man, authentically African, gumkosa in the in the truest sense of the word, and just a doting dad. You may know him as um, Rafiki in The Lion King. You may know him as Colonel Ulenga in the Netflix uh, movie Murder Mystery. We may know him as King T'Chaka in the Marvel uh, Spectacular, that blockbuster known as uh, Black Panther. You may know him as that seminal actor in Sizwe Banzi is Dead. Um, you may know him from other 
pieces of protest theater speaking truth to authority. The critically acclaimed nothing but the truth. You may know him as Atando's dad. You may know him as Mandiza's husband. But in all of it, he is Dr. John Gani. And it was his 80th birthday uh, this week. And we are here to say happy birthday, Ndate John Kani. And I'm receiving so many messages, even <laughs> privately. So I'm going to read a private okay. one. And I, and I know when, 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 when friends send me messages and I read them online, they get fed up with me. But Uzoba's strong. So this message is from uh, Abuti Tabisobuku. Oh. And he says, oh, Lerato, what a wonderful discussion and interview with the accomplished Dr. John Ghani. A lesson he's providing on humility, on Africanism, remaining true to who we are, and most importantly, how to stand tall as an African in the world whilst encompassing the importance of family. Wow. I couldn't have said it better myself, and I think that's Neither that's what's come across. Better for myself, you know. Um, other people are also just lauding us. Successes. Oh, Leraton Datekani is so refreshing. Kemoto Molo Data says success. Mongezi says, you know, Lerato, did you just say you look attractive at eighty years old to Doctor Kani Lerato? Yes, yes, man. We are Delela. <laughs> no, I was just putting into context that you look very healthy. You don't look 80 at all. No, do I want to look 80? I've got lots of work to do. You, you shouldn't look 80. And others like Gami saying, Oh, Lerato, a really happy birthday Thank to you. the iconic John Gani. So we've spoken about um, your work on Black Panther and you were talking about the importance of language. And it started off as just an intimate moment between yourself and your on-screen son, so King T'Chaka and King T'Challa, in Wakanda, and both of you connected through Isxhosa. But then all of a sudden, the directors figured out Isxhosa might be a beautiful linguistic thread for Wakanda and the metaphor of this new utopia Mm -hmm. in Africa of black excellence and all of those things. And all of the black actors, the American actors, started coming to you for some linguistic guidance. What did you read into that? Other than, oh, it became a nice language to speak in fictitious Wakanda, but what else was it telling you? You know, as a person, I am linked to New Brighton, Hmm. Port Elizabeth, Eklebech. I could live in Johannesburg, I'd be in London, I could be in Paris, I could be in Rome, I could be all over the world. There's that thing that says when I am in New Brighton, I feel I am home. Mm. I have a house in Johannesburg. Mm. I, I work all over the world. Now take then an African in the diaspora. Mm. Take it like 400 years ago. Because I was in Accra when we reopened two ah, years ago the, the channel of the spirits in order to travel to across the Atlantic and back. The year of the, the return is what The year of it. the return, right. Mm. And still, the American or the African-American in Louisiana, in New York, in L.A., longs for that place. They don't know. But they know that there is a feeling that I'm temporary where I am. Mm. I'm fighting for my rights. I'm fighting to be recognized. I'm fighting to be given the chance to for, to, to explore my, my, my life and in search of liberty and happiness. But somewhere inside the African-American or the African in the diaspora, mm. there's a longing for a home you don't know. Mm. When I wrote the play uh, 2014, Missing, yes. it was again 
this man who uh, was within the ANC ranks and was posted in Stockholm falls in love with a beautiful woman, white, Swedish. Yeah. I say white, Swedish, Swedish. Yeah. <laughs> Just you for know. context. Just for context, right. right? And they then fall in love and then they get married and they have a daughter. Uh, Susan Dunford played this lady and Mutlengaba okay. played my daughter, right. Uayanda. The yeah. problem is, is that she is as white as the mother. So they then come home. She wants to know where I belong. Mm. My daughter wants to find the link. Mm. And she says, I've been here three days. I still don't feel African. Mm. I said, it takes time, sweetheart. Mm. Just let it grow within you. Mm. So that's what happened in Wakanda when I do, in uh, Black Panther mm. and Civil War. Mm. Is that the actors would come to me and they would say, Dada, what do I say here? And that's Forrest Whitaker. Mm. You remember when I'm, I'm taking these flowers and I'm blessing with the ancestors, mm. I want to put them down and communicate. And I mm. said, you say, Tamago. Okay, yeah. say it again. Tamago. And then, uh, Angela Bassett is standing behind and says, oh, I want to lend that too, because I have a scene that says that, you know. I remember when, when, when um, uh, Forrest Whitaker said, uh, it says, let's go. Mm. And I said, mm. he says, no, no, it's got to have a click. I said, no, no not <laughs> doesn't have a click. Yeah. It's Ben. So that's the same thing that happened with John Favreau in The Lion King. Yeah. So we discussed this, this Rafiki, yeah. who was played by Robert Gilmer, who okay. passed on. And as a silly, wisecracking uh, monkey, yes. mischievous. Yes. And I said, I don't see Rafiki like that. If he's the one who Who's inaugurates the king. Mm. who's a counsellor to Mufasa, mm. who Mufasa calls my friend. I see him as a wise old chief justice, yeah. so that when it's Simba's time, he will present mm. your son to the to the kingdom. Yeah. So I see him as that guy. But he's smart, he's quick, yeah. his language is like that. And he allowed me, and sometimes even when I meet Mufasa, I says, Mflobowa. Yes. And James Del Jones says, Mflobowa. Yeah. It, it, you could find it all over the, 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 the character. Like when I see sniff something that smells like Simba, I says, oh, Simba, yeah. Yeah. and people just got crazy when it opened in New York, yeah. uh, in L.A. Yeah. And just those little vignettes. Let's talk about Rafiki because you're saying you changed his tempo from being kind of a jester to a serious counsel. Um, and confidant to Mufasa, Simba's father. Now, I've watched The Lion King, and I, and, and, and I have to tell you, I, was, I went there with trepidation because I thought to myself, gosh, it's like a Bobwai, it's like a, an mm-hmm. animation, Bobwai, and, I I don't, and I, don't watch, I don't like to watch things like that. But actually, I came out of there crying because it was really deeply meaningful and symbolic, and it was really quite clever how they use virtual reality and digital mm-hmm. uh, animation to give life to these animals that speak, that have personality, that can show their emotions. But then that life has to come through the voiceover. And so you are an actor, and you are acting over an animation, but you have to give that animation life completely through your voice. And I wonder how different that is from being present on screen or on stage. I'm an actor, Lerato. That's the answer. <laughs> because acting is so physical, it's so physiological, no, no, it's so, no, it's so, no, no. It's so uh, visual. If you're acting on stage, you have to project now, project does not mean shout. 
Yes. Project means it let the ooze the character. Yeah. So that it connects with person on the last row of the theater. Yeah. That they feel a personal interaction with, with you, you, with you. you. See them and feel them and engage them. You're not talking to the air. You're talking to people. You're mm. addressing mm. people. Mm. Now that's a little bit of being alive, because every movement on your face, on your body, this mm. instrument that you use as an actor is amplified by the fact that you're doing it for a live audience. Mm-hmm. Now come to television and 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 um, and film. It gets internalized yeah. because now the the, uh, the, camera. the camera can come very close yeah. and read almost your thoughts. Yeah. Now it is the actor's duty to still believe I'm doing a performance for an audience on the other side of the camera. Mm-hmm. When you look at the director, you look at the one we use most is the DOP because mm-hmm. he's the first audience. The okay. guy with the camera yeah. is your first audience. And if you could communicate with them and at the end of the scene and the crew says, yes. Then you, you're moving it like yeah. that. In animation, you have this Rafiki. I said to John Vivo, whatever you do, yeah. I saw, what is that movie, Looking for Nemo? Yes, yes. The Where fish the little one. fish look yeah. like Will Smith? Yes. I said, can I not look like that monkey? <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to yeah. ogre well in Africa yes. that I look yes. like a monkey. Monkey, monkey, yeah. So he, it's got a longer face. Okay, yeah. But they said, look, it's, con- it's not on my hands. Once the animators look at you and feel you. Yeah. And the beautiful thing, although you are speaking, the first recording of the voice is not on the finished product. Uh, CGI. It just sketches. Or you ever sketch this side of 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 Simba, and and then the sketch this side of Rafiki. Yeah. So basically, I'm talking to Simba. Oh, In okay. my mind, I'm talking to uh, um, uh, what's this actor's name? This young actor who played Simba. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Um, I I just know Nala. Nala Nala by Beyonce. Beyonce yeah. Yes. So even those interactions, you know, are with people. So then you come in for the second recording. Now in the second recording, the images are getting more now finished and the Rafik is beginning to show face. So yeah. you have a relationship. You develop with the development uh-huh. of the computer-generated image, right? And then finally, you get the final version. Now, that's when you then become Rafiq, even though you don't see the other actor. So, you know, in just describing this, is the evolution of your career from stage to television and film to animation. And this is what I said earlier on. You're an actor for all season. The pre-democracy, post-apartheid, modern digital era and you've had to really adapt to all of those different eras both in the technology of how movies are made and in what you know film watchers film buffs theater lovers consume has that changed the craft for you yes indeed we we, we look um when i started in the 60s mm. there was a passion for liberation yeah there was a passion for a free south africa for, for, for respect for humanity. Mm. Now, then you suddenly want to be a storyteller. Mm. And that doesn't change mm. you from what you've been brought up in and how you grew up in the townships mm. and in the rural communities of this country. Then we match the storytelling with the purpose of education, informing and inspiring mm. and, and, and motivating. 
We knew deliberately what we were doing. Right? That's why we got in trouble because the Boers were not stupid. They knew this is not just a play. play yeah. This is something more. Not because the words have changed. I remember Passion, we did the conviction. Winston John and I, Nomklen Konyeni, yeah. I think it was in 1968, yeah. we did a Greek play. It's called The Barkai by right. Euripides. Right. But because there's a new God coming, powerful Dionysus, in our minds, the new God was the black, the rise of the black like power, government. the black nation. So when the security depraved me as a director and also actor, I said, on this is stupid, me. There's black people rising, that character. I said, his name is Pentheus. Yeah. And Dionysus. Yeah. And that's, I hadn't touched the script. Yeah. So it is the role of the actor to embody, to inhabit and be the character and travel that road that the character goes. Mm. Sometimes the challenge is you may not like the character. Mm. You may not believe that the character represents mm. good as opposed to maybe evil as opposed yeah. to good. Your job is to make that man as a woman as bad as that word of the author says or as great. Right. But therefore then you are that mirror to the society. Right. If the society can see themselves in Simba, yeah. And somebody said something so beautiful about the death of Mufasa. Yes. Ah, with, with, with terrible. Um, in that movie. He said, in a very strange way, children accept the continuity post-life. Yeah. yeah. Because when Mufasa comes in the dream and says to him, Simba, they know that he's not dead. Yeah. So children will approach the death of a relative, the death of a parent, wow. knowing that there's continuity. It yeah. almost like, as I felt really incredible just to say that. So the mm. characters we play are impacting on people in mm. a different way. When I did not, um, uh, my, Master Harold and the boys, yes. there's a gentleman sitting in the audience, not leaving. I said, Paul, this one is waiting for you. I went there because the, in the play, the son pushes the father mm. and the father falls because yeah. he was on crutches. So I then say to him, you cannot do that. That gentleman white says to me, the last time I saw my father, I pushed him and he fell and he broke his arm. Thank you. I'm going tomorrow to his grave to apologize oh, and tell him I love him. Now look at that. Mm. When I did the island in Paris, mm. there were two girls staying in the audience, not leaving. With an interpreter, I went to speak to them. They were Palestinians. Uh -huh. They found the script of the island and they were they rehearsing it in the prison yeah. uh, to pre present it to other prison mates, the girls. Yeah. But then they were released before the performance happened. Oh. So then they heard that I'm in the in Paris at yeah. the Boubdin Road with Peter Brook. They took a train from wherever they came, yeah. we came from and they saw the play and they yeah. felt there was a there was a, a closure in their yeah. journey yeah. now that they've seen the play. So what you're saying to me is it doesn't matter if it's Greek mythology and written a thousand years ago or a, a, a piece of protest theatre in the 1960s in South Africa or something that sits on Netflix. It touches people differently and it's the actor's role to try to find what would be that um, cross-pollination beyond ideology, beyond what the playwright intended. What would be the most human of connections, the most sensitive, vulnerable, beautiful 
of connections across geographies, race, experiences, because a play about Robben Island has some meaning to Palestinians in their context. A play about a, you know, a family dispute has some meaning to a white man in the audience who's had a dispute with his father, even though the broader theme of Master Harold and the boys is, is more political. Yes. Um, the whole Wakanda issue and Black Panther, it says something about the aspirations of who Africans want to be in this Renaissance era. I did an interview with yeah. someone talking about Wakanda yeah. and Black Panther yeah. and talking about the fact that we created this imaginary place. And I said to this journalist, imagine you never came to Africa and disrupted our development in all levels, including technology. So Wakanda yeah. says to me, this is where we would have been if you've yeah. never set your foot in Africa. Okay. We've spoken about many things. There's one thing I do want to ask you just about yeah. your acting. I have to tell you, although you are this really prolific, esoteric act of seminal pieces, I quite liked you in that murder mystery. I quite like <laughs> that that kind of satirical role of an African corrupt general with a hooked arm and one eye on the patch. We laugh for days in my family. And that's the versatility of you. So even comedy works for you. The point is, I was quite surprised when I got a call <laughs> that Adam Sandler a, who, a, a, yeah a funny man a funny man it's, I know he's a cult with his his rock band his, yeah. his, his comedy stand-up comedian yeah. he's always skiff in, in, in English yeah. a, a, a comedy that's very sort of the, the working class comedy and why did he want me to play Slapstick. the colonel yes so we met in, uh, in Montreal in yes. Canada he said I saw you in Coriolanus. Okay. You played this general. Yes. Cominius with Richard uh, Cox. Right, okay. Yeah, and, and, and Ray Fans and Vanessa. I was shooting in Belgrade. And he said, I knew that I could make that general more funny. Mm. That, that was an incredible general. The Roman general. Mm. But he said, I just wanted to take that general with you in it and make it more funny. Yeah. We've just we finished Madame Mystery Two. Yes, uh, it was incredible in Paris and yes. the Eiffel Tower. We had an incredible time. <laughs> the problem with Jennifer Aniston and and um, Adam and Sandler. Adam Sandler, they, they're such compatible. Yeah, they've got they, great chemistry. Great chemistry. So many times they say, "What do you want to say, Kennel?" I say the line says, "Nana, I want the Kennel to say it." So most of the lines is, "What is it? What do you want to say, Kennel?" Yeah, you know, and the other actors look like it. We have to bloody remember the lines. We have to say it as they are. Yeah. But the colonel can say anything. Colonel can improvise. <laughs> can improvise. Oh, I want to read you so many, so many uh, um, messages coming through. I can't keep up. So Bonnie Dunster says, "My gosh, Lerato, I witnessed his humility the other day when he came to our table on Wednesday evening to greet us." He came to us to greet us, oh. uh, this gentleman, and we were there to celebrate him. Uh, Mongezi says, I think given him curry, please, Dr. Kani should be a candidate for the uh, chairman's chair um, when, when, when you uh, have those conversations. Okay. Uh, people are just saying happy birthday, happy, happy 80th birthday, uh, Dr. John Kani. Dr. John Kani. And I know and I can see it. Because I keep saying that they're John Kani and they keep saying Dr. John Kani. <laughs> okay, so let's let's address this issue. No, the academic honors. No, that's John Kani. <laughs>
it's, it's more it's more personal, you know. This this seven or doctorates or whatever, what they don't mean nothing. They they they're incredible to the institutions yeah. that recognize my work and honored me with that. Yeah. It's like the Fantuka I've tried when the 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 minister uh, Zizi Kodwa yeah. felt that we need to just pay tribute to his legacy and what he has meant to our lives. And I must say Mm -hmm. that uh, we were doing fences last year. The idea came from Atandra, my son, who spoke to Greg, but Penny Morris, who I've worked with uh, at the market theater for over 35 years. You want an event organized now and with dignity and the class of the quality of the event. Penny Morris is incredible and a great fundraiser. And she did an incredible work. And the actors themselves, to watch them try to walk into my roles, set. I was so grateful. Yeah. I was laughing all the time. It was a beautiful time. evening. It looked like it on, on social media. But I do want to say something about the fact that you've been given an order of Kamanga in silver, about the fact that you've got these seven honorary doctorates. Often we hear that we are a country that doesn't celebrate the best among us. That we we start to celebrate posthumously. And yet when people were here, we didn't say our thank yous. We didn't say our congratulations. We didn't salute we didn't recognize who you are to the culture, to the evolution of the culture. And art is culture. And so I think there's something to be said for South Africans who have paid their tribute to you before it's late. And not once, but many, many, many times. It's called give him the flowers while you can smell them. Mm. Don't put them on the grave. Mm. And I must confess with great humility, I have been celebrated in my own country. Yeah. I have been celebrated on the continent. I've won awards in Senegal. Mm. I've won awards in Accra, in Cameroon, in Burkina Faso. I've won awards in Utopia, recognizing me as a great spirit within the development of African identity. Some of them, even the Sembene Osman Award, who's an incredible director who said my work celebrates the African film industry. I mean, all over. But I'm truly, truly grateful to know for myself that from President Nelson Mandela to President Ramaphosa and the entire South African community, they have said to me, thank you, we see you, we recognize what you do, and we're proud of you. Yeah. And I'm glad you know that. Yes, because I that's in our that. modest way, we are trying to say that to you. And so you still look energetic, healthy. I think we're still going to see you in many Hollywood blockbusters on the theater. But what for you is your greatest role in that to John Cunney? Being a husband, I, I married a girlfriend eight, eight years ago. My young, youngest son was 21. Mm. I was so happy to tell them to go now because I want my girlfriend back. Yeah. <laughs> she has been yeah. mother all the time. Yeah. I'm tired of that. Yeah. Now I have a girlfriend again. Now we plan what we're going to do. We're going to solve every dinner. Where? Where the kids are gone, the house belongs to us. That's my greatest gift. The role simply would be um, every play you've done is like your child, mm. your own creation. Mm. And I celebrate all of them. And for the love that you have, for family, for theatre, for art, for Africa, for humanity, and for Memandisa. 
we want to say to you, thank you, Dr. John Gunny, for who you are and what you've given our country and what you've given to the world. Thank you. 80 is a milestone birthday. Many happy returns. And in this era of your life, yeah, may you just experience the most incredible joy. And we are not going to say, Gamaku, when you're an ancestor, we're saying, Gamaku, as you live. I thank you. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.